This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, B. Sound looks like we got to get to Croatia. What do you think about uh, Dubrovnik, Rim's bachelor party in Dubrovnik, <laughs> Croatia? Are you in? This wasn't one where I said I had to get there. Like, Rim and AB don't actually need to get to Croatia. Well, sure. It's just the continuation of the bit, though. That's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> we don't need Welcome to, get to the Rosecast. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy. Shout out to us for coming up with a new and exciting intro format we've never used before just starting like we're already talking like they're just dropping in on a combo between friends couple of guys talking about the roast cast something fun something interesting something new with me as always alex bradford ab what'd you think of this episode that we both just watched we're finally down to the the absolute core guys of the season the the, the possible winners it's a it's a solid stable of guys left here rim I would have to agree, though I will say that the rose ceremony did catch me by surprise with Emily. We'll get to it when we get to it, but I I thought for sure we would be really down to the top guys because the, the two guys she was deciding between, uh, Doug and John, Wolf. I mean, those are the next two guys are going to go anyway, so it doesn't, yeah. like this, to me, it was just keep them around for a while. All right, Rim, straight up spoiling the end of the episode. Sorry if you haven't, <laughs> hey, uh, sorry if you haven't seen also, it. Also, as, as you said that, I just realized a uh, little, uh, little something. I, I, I just realized I didn't watch the rose ceremony. Oh. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So okay. I'm watching on ABC.com. There's commercials, as you can tell, as yeah, you can explain. There's seven commercials at every like normal spot where there'd be a commercial. So I got down to the final one, and they did like the what's coming up after the break or whatever, and it was the rose ceremony. And they started playing the commercials, and I, I legitimately – I think I got a text maybe, and I looked at my text – and then I forgot that I hadn't watched the rest of the, the episode. That's just so how you just it clicked out. I clicked you, you out. Yeah, it. I was watching on my okay. phone. I clicked out and forgot that there was more because I thought I had seen everything with the episode. Dude, wow, wow. unreal! <laughs> wow. I can't believe that. 
the big, easily the biggest. Wow, the, like the best thing that happened in the episode happened in, during the rose ceremony, and then in the coming up on next Bachelor, which I guess well, I'm just I have to tell you what that. happened. I haven't been watching that because I don't want any spoilers. This is this was a okay. So do you want me to tell you? I mean, we're halfway through recapping this season. Should we talk about how we want to handle that? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'll just tell you. It's too good not to tell you. All right, AB. Uh, while they're in Dubrovna, Croatia, wow, me, any language, give it to me, I'll pronounce it. Um, Emily comes in. Well, first off, Croatia, hot vacation spot for our age group right now. I see, every couple weeks, someone in my Instagram feed is in Croatia. Kind of bizarre. Really? I think it's like Greece, but like the economy isn't collapsing. Mm. So it's just kind of a fun spot. Everybody's in good spirits sure. in Croatia. Anyway, Emily comes in. Uh, and Ryan brags about putting his arm around her. What they don't show very much, AB, is that her his arm's not even around, no. even close to her. He's it's just like behind the couch, like when I stretch my yeah, shoulder. Yeah, it's like out. a friend. It's like how you would sit if we were sitting next to each other in seats, and you needed to stretch your arm. You would do that same thing around me, and I wouldn't feel exactly. anything. Yes, there would be no. I wouldn't say like Rim, get your fucking arm off me. It'd be no, no, it'd not be even no close. big deal because you're nowhere near me. I would do that around you or anyone else I know while I'm a lot closer. I do that all the time (laughs) because my right shoulder hurts. Anyway, date card delivered straight from Emily to Travis right there. First ever, probably last ever. Here's your date card delivery. Emily, the Grim Reaper was giving him his last date card (laughs) in person. It was nice. Grim Reaper. Uh, The one-on-one date. Two fish out of water, AB. We got Travis from Mississippi, y'all. Travis was previously engaged, which I did not know. News to me. Or did not remember. Yeah, that was news to me as well. Um, anyway, this this day just struck me. I wrote this down before it became an overt concern on the show. This just struck me as just a couple of pals talking about icebreakers. Icebreakers. Yeah, stuff. Uh, Travis is in the friend zone, and there's no saving him at this point. <laughs> there's no kidding. I mean, if you're one of the top... Uh, what eight or so yeah. guys on the Bachelorette, and your one-on-one date topics at this point in the game are: well, you like the mountains or you like the beach? Which do you prefer? I mean, Ari's not asking mountains or beach. No. I'll put it that no. way. Mountains and beaches is, is night one flirty stuff. Just getting to know mountains or beach is speed dating stuff. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing too: if you haven't kissed Emily at this point, pack your bags, get out of there. Get out of town. Got no business being there. Everybody's kissed her. That's a true contender. And they should have because they've gone on like three dates now. Travis, before this date, did say like, if I don't get this date card, I might as well pack my bags. So he know he's aware of where he sits on the hierarchy. On the bottom. Uh, I don't remember what they did during the daytime. Do you? Uh, they went to some rock. And you have to, it was like a tradition. If you stand oh, on this yeah, rock yeah, yeah. and take off a piece of clothing you'll get you'll you'll have luck in terms of your love life ab ryan didn't even i mean she explained that emily explained that accurately and ryan didn't even consider taking off a piece of his clothing what do you make of that didn't even try the guy's obviously he doesn't have a body that can compare to the other guys (laughs) i mean i would do the same thing i'm not taking off my shirt and getting embarrassed when you got freaking sean lowe in the house you think i'm gonna i mean that's a that's a death card he had to leave his shirt on (laughs) had to uh that's yeah okay put that way I thought he, I must have thought he had a better body or something, but yeah, I guess any, no matter how jacked you are, nobody there is Sean Lowe. Yeah. Or even Doug. 
period. Here's he probably I'm not I don't want to body shame Travis here or well, anything. No, we're big, he, well, no, no, let's take a step back. We're big body shame body shaming dudes dudes you know what i mean like i'll body shame a dude because i in turn also self-deprecating body shame myself all about body shaming guys on this podcast make no bones about it go ahead (laughs) but here's 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 my point though i i don't want to say he's got a bad body i just think he's got a normal body Mm -hmm. and normal bodies in this situation do not stack up get you sent home immediately yeah if you got a regular guy body it's not gonna work out even like Doug the dad is one of the most ripped guys I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> We've mentioned that before. If you're new to the Rosecast, that's our stance on this is when you're on this show and you're competing with all these other dudes, they all are ripped up, jacked up, abbed up. My abs are so ripped up, it's just the situation. <laughs> so if, you, if you're like, if you're in the top 5% of normal guys, that's not good enough for this show. Enough. All right? out. <laughs> Let's go to the nighttime. I'm glad you remember what happened there. I didn't write it down. Emily says she's looking for something beyond being just friends. A little more, a little more romance. AB, this is never a good sign ever. When the Bachelorette says this, what do you got on on the nighttime date? No chemistry here, Rim. He's not. I knew before they right when they sat down. I wrote down this guy's not getting a rose. At one point during this date, speaking of friend zone stuff, AB, they kind of just they're talking and then they randomly like hug. Which was kind of bizarre. It was pre-kiss. Well, everything was pre-kiss with Travis, but it was <laughs> it wasn't like a goodbye hug. It was just like, no. oh, we're having a good convo. Let's hug. Hug. It was kind of. I thought that was kind of weird. Just try. Travis is a good guy. He's fine, but he obviously wasn't gonna get a rose here. Let's fucking move on. I don't want to talk <laughs> about this guy anymore. <laughs> if I had the the uh, Undertaker dong, I would have hit Travis with the. <laughs> With the dong. Back at the house, the group date card. John, Doug, Sean, Jeff, Chris, Ari, which means Ryan gets the one-on-one date. This was our first indication of maybe we got two no-rose one-on-one dates in one episode because we didn't really mention it, but Travis didn't get the rose. AB, let's go to the daytime. Of this group date. Okay. One of the more appalling examples of shameless cross promotion ever exhibited by ABC. <laughs> they go to see Brave, a Disney Pixar movie. As as we know, Disney Disney owns ABC. Mm-hmm. I I was embarrassed by this. I was ashamed to be watching this. I haven't seen Brave though. And I I'm a big Disney Pixar guy. Have you I imagine you've seen it. I've seen Brave Rim. Let me tell you something. That's the most trash movie, trash Disney movie I've ever seen oh, since becoming really? a father and getting back into the Disney game. <laughs> most trash movie I've ever seen. It's got, well, not, listen, Di- not most trash Disney movie, most trash n- movie, period. Uh, no. It's, I mean, it's watchable, but it's okay. the worst Disney movie I've watched. Okay. I was going to ask you to compare it to Frozen, but now I'm not even going to put those two it's in the same It's way worse than Frozen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Crazy. I, I, <laughs> you nuts. I, Here's the thing about about Brave. It's got like no music. I think it has like one or two oh. songs and they stink. What makes a good What makes a good cartoon <laughs> Disney movie is the music. All right. Uh, what do you like better, Frozen or Moana? Who? Uh, those. That's tough. 
but I'll <laughs> okay, give it to my wife. <laughs> okay, I'll see. <laughs> All right, I just I I for I forgot about this movie. I haven't heard a lot. When people talk about Disney Pixar movies, they don't really bring up Brave as one of the classics. No. So I was wondering if you'd seen it. I imagine you had. Do you own it? Yes. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's <laughs> a shame. A, it's a damn shame. I've watched it tons of times. It yeah. never. It, it's one of those movies that never holds my attention. It's not a good movie. It's not a good Disney movie. Period. Does your daughter like it? She was into it for like a week, and now she's. I don't imagine we'll ever watch it again. All right. So if anybody wants to purchase the Blu-ray, <laughs> Brave. <laughs> no, it's the regular. If you want the regular non <laughs> non Blu-ray copy of Brave, uh, please let me know, and I will give it to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, and- of course, Doug always got always has to tie everything either yeah. into himself or about his. Say, well, this would be a great one to take the little guy to. We get it, Doug. All right, you have a kid. It's a bad movie. You know what the worst thing about this date was, Rim? They go to this movie, a trash date to begin with, but they didn't get Awful. they didn't get any snacks. They were offered no <laughs> snacks. There was no popcorn, no pop, no candy, no fucking. You know, <laughs> come on. What was it about the way they were sitting, too? They were, they were like leaning like a, up. They were in like a theater balcony for some reason, too. It's very uncomfortable seating. They were the only ones there. And the lights, they had like spotlights were, on them. There were lights. They had the worst seats in the house of a, of a theater that they were the only ones in attendance. Now, I, I couldn't decide if the, what happened next made this tie-in worse or better. But Brave is about a Scottish girl, and three men are competing for her hearts, right? And she's like a princess of some sort. Yes. Scottish. They're in Croatia. Despite being in Croatia, the group date activity for the daytime is doing some Scottish Highland games, similar to what they did while in actually Scotland on Rachel's season. Mm-hmm. So, first off, what do you think? Good or bad tie-in? It ties it in with the the Brave, so I was okay with it. All right. That's basically exactly what they did in the movie. All right. I've got uh I've got some uh the boys are wearing kilts. I've got some how these fellas look in a kilt power rankings. <laughs> Number six, John. Average looking guy, average body. Number five. Now I will for, if you didn't see the episode, what they're wearing kilts. What are we ranking here? How the, dudes, how, the, again. how the fellas look in kilts, but uh, I'm okay. glad you asked because it gives me an opportunity to remind people who maybe didn't see the episode that they're wearing shirts, but the sleeves are cut off, which mm-hmm. is, that's the most important thing here, actually. I'm not looking at the, the lower the lower body. Number five, Ari. Yeah. Bad arms. Pasty, Bad arms Ari. Pasty arms. <laughs> pasty? And how is he not, the, there should be more definition. I mean, you're controlling that vehicle. That's not easy. Like, I'm going like this right now, and it hurts. my arms are tensed up. It's hard. He's got to do it for 500 miles. Bad arms Ari. <laughs> Number four, Jeff. Three Chris and the showdown. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I don't know who who's you're going to go with here. I have no who's clue. Be number one? These two. <laughs> I went with number two. I went Chalk AB. I went Doug and then Sean. Sean's number one. I went with the, <laughs> the number one seed, won the tournament. All right. You want to talk about these Highland games a little bit? Mainly Chris with the biggest embarrassing performance <laughs> in history. Chris fucking dunk at every game and he seemed to think like he was gonna kill it in everything (laughs) truly Uh, embarrassing remember when we went the first time we ever went um to a gun range 
and yeah. everybody everybody roasts me for my stance. <laughs> my stance was all wrong. <laughs> That's what Chris did in the archery yep. stance. He got roasted. Differences. Chris didn't even get his arrow to the to the bullseye. Truly to embarrassing. The, whatever. And the other thing is. Uh, Everybody else's shots were like pretty close yeah. to bullseyes. I mean, they were very close to the target. That's the thing. Target's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it, 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 everyone was super. You were only like ten feet away from it, so you should be able to fucking hit that thing. <laughs> nope. Uh, log toss thing. Came and couldn't even flip it. Uh, insisted on going first though. What, the, the problem with the, my the old baseball coach of mine, all my best baseball coaches used to say this. And they'd say it to the team, but it was mostly pointed to me. They'd say, don't make an error worse by making another error. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you fumble the ground ball, don't throw the ball away after that. You know yeah. what I mean? Chris keeps making his errors worse by making another error. And in this case, it was <laughs> Absolutely. one to go could first. Not, what could not have said it better? <laughs> uh, side note, the log toss, AB, a little secret about strength stuff I'll tell you about here. Log toss, not about arm strength no, whatsoever no, no. at all. It's all about the legs. Get your legs lifting it, get the legs tossing it, and you'll be. Everyone else did it, basically. Chris could not. Yep. Something called Maid Leash, Tug of War, the ultimate. The ultimate. Who's strong? Battle. Who, who wants it more? Dumbass Chris picked Doug. He could have chosen anybody. He could have flung Jeff across, halfway across the <laughs> state. Instead, he picked Doug. Doug obviously dominated him. Wasn't even close. Doug toyed with him. <laughs> but for his efforts, his losing efforts, Chris won the Bravery Cup, baby. What did you think of this pity trophy? This is bullshit. Sean Lowe dominated <laughs> the fucking competition, and then he gets nothing. For- What's the point of doing this? Sean Lowe basically flipped and broke a tree trunk somehow he broke a tree trunk with his bare hands and then he toyed with doug and ran through the competition in the man competition what are we doing here have you ever seen you ever seen more pity rose than that no they're rewarding incompetence ab which is what the college football playoff committee did as well. All my listeners out there are still hot about that. Yeah, I got some takes there. Should have been Ohio State. Uh, group date. Yeah, it was embarrassing. The, I was surprised that Emily went that direction because Emily does spend a lot of time like talking about hot dudes and like arm, like strength and yeah. arms and stuff. So I was surprised for her to be like, it's not about being a hot. Like, yeah, it is for you. There's a big part of that. Group date night time. I want to go straight to uh, the Ari one-on-one time. Yeah. People forget Ari's the next Bachelor. I think this was a brilliant play by Ari by going to Emily and apologize, kind of smoothing things over as far as where they left things last episode when she was a little mad at him for not standing up to, forgot the guy's name, Kalen, a little more, yep. and on her side. She says, I held you to a different standard than I did everybody else, which I think was a little telling comment mm-hmm. from Emily. I think it was a brilliant move also because he his one-on-one time wasn't let's go over here to the corner, let's go no. in the other room. It was they went on a walk. You can't get stolen away if you're on a walk. Mm-hmm. Down a down a beautiful street in Croatia. Wow. I'm saying we got to get to Croatia. Brick paved <laughs> roads. Um, and then AB, what happened next? Simply breathtaking. <laughs> one of the all-time moments in Bachelor and Bachelorette history, period. I really think so too. If I hadn't seen that gif already, 
I would have been, it really would have taken my breath away, sincerely. Pressed up against some thousand-year-old castle, because <laughs> of the millennium, the definition of romance, A.B. At this wow. point, you gotta think Ari is in the lead. Yeah, I agree. Frontrunner. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What'd you make of Chris's one-on-one time later on? I didn't even write anything. What'd he do? Well, A.B., he, he, he made a desperate move. He said, I feel like I'm falling with, in love with you. Oh, God. Yeah, he, no one else has said love at this point. To my surprise. How did you not write anything down for this, A.B.? He got the group day rose because of this. As soon as he said it, she went and got the rose. She was like, thanks, and then went and got the rose. <laughs> so I saw him get the rose, and I was confused. I think I missed the part where <laughs> where he said that. <laughs> Maybe missing huge chunks of this episode. The problem time. is, I wa- like I said, I watched it on my phone, and there were these oh, long commercial whoa. breaks, and then I'd be doing other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and no, then, I don't Yeah. Not my best effort. No, that's fine. Hey, not mine either. But we can save it, A.B., with something we usually save it with. Back at the house. The guys are really starting to turn on Ryan. Chris says it takes him three hours to get ready. He shaves his legs, which I did one time in high school. Wasn't bad. Kind of fun. <laughs> and pl- I've never even heard of this. And plucks his finger hairs. That's weird. I've never heard of that in my entire life. Do you have finger hairs? What are your finger hairs like? I have great I have great hands. Not, not, not enough to pluck. I'm I looking, can't even see them. I'm looking right now. Light. I can't even see the hair on them. There's, I mean, there's a couple, couple strands. Big, big criticism of Kennedy family hands. Fingers too thick. Yeah. Fingers too stubby. That's a fact. Everyone knows that. Fat hands. And this is mostly, as you know, with my brother, but I got a little bit of it too. Just clammy. Just a little too clammy. <laughs> my brothers are, it's, an, it's a disease, <laughs> a diagnosable disease. But mine too, like right now, like like they could use a wash. Um, but other than that, great hands in terms of hair. Great hand hair for me. <laughs> anyway, Emily comes in and her and Ryan have a classic one of their classic one-liner line-offs. Yeah, but it was the first time it was in front in front of other people, and everyone else is just looking around like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Like, what are these two talking? They were embarrassed for Ryan, but really, that's just their relationship. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't realize it was the first time they'd ever done that in front of them. 
the world's our oyster, our pearl, our pearl, our oyster. See, I'm always looking at, see, I'm always looking at the brat side of things. Well, I'm, baby, I'm just getting started. Like it was just a quick little <laughs> bang, bang, boom, and they were like, "What is going on?" Interesting comment from Ryan about the oysters because they go on the daytime part of the day and they actually eat oysters. Yep. What'd you think of uh, Emily's uh, handling of the date that she planned? Emily's had really bad dates. I think I'm. Yeah. I think I'm. At that point where I'm willing to say that these are some of the worst dates. Like if you think about, she hasn't had any good ones. I don't think she's very creative. Um, maybe say like Rachel had a lot of like I. You can go back and remember some Rachel dates like mm-hmm. the blimp, um, stuff like that. But Emily's dates, I can't think of any that are have memorable activities or ones that she's even really enthusiastic for. She no. doesn't seem enthusiastic for anything. She's lacking the enthusiasm, and also they're just not—they're just not like out of the ordinary activity. You, you're expected to be blown away by these bachelor and bachelorette dates. This is something she hasn't done anything that I wouldn't do on a date. Yeah, you know, it's just normal stuff. Why'd you go to Croatia if your dates are going to be do some Scottish stuff and then walk around? <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan puts his foot in his mouth again. Can't help himself. He again with the trophy wife talk. Every man should believe his wife is a trophy. She says trophies don't f- talk back. And he said, "Well, you'd be the first of that. You'd be the first of that kind, baby doll." <laughs> I don't. What I don't understand is that he keeps talking about this trophy wife stuff, even though it's the only. It's like the one thing that she always objects to that he says, and he keeps bringing it up. Like he wants to force her to see his perspective about trophy wives, which is so bizarre. It's not going to work. Here's the thing about Ryan, though. He says the dumbest stuff. But then he like looks at you with his big dumb puppy dog eyes and it just melts your heart right away. <laughs> well, moving on to the nighttime date, the first thing he says is, How are you gonna say you don't wanna be a trophy laugh and then wife and then come looking like that? Like he compliments it's yep. like it's flip, there's some slick. Flips there. it on here a little bit. What do you got on this nighttime date, E B? This disaster of a nighttime date. Ryan was right up writing again, Rim. You know, Ryan can't help but just be a wordsmith. <laughs> His list sealed the deal. It was too long. His first <laughs> note was like three pages and it was long as shit and she had to read it. This one was another. It was 12 things long. Are you kidding me? It was 12 things long. Ryan wrote a list of qualities he's looking for in a partner. I'd say six or seven of the 12 were about looks. Yep. They were, they were the same. Like 11 was like. You got to be beautiful. And then 12 was, 12 was like, well, she got to be something to look at. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, something to look at from the front to the rear, if you know what I mean. It was just like, Ryan, you're just describing different, you're saying different words that mean your wife has to be hot. That's what you're saying. Ryan is one of the most interesting contestants on this show that I can remember. He's just an Why interesting guy. He's just doing stuff that I've never seen anyone do before. Every step of the road, he surprises me. Ryan also, speaking of doing weird things, he's, he calls out the rose. He says, well, hey, there it is. It's been there. Getting ready for this rose. Getting ready for you to give me this rose. <laughs> Getting ready for you <laughs> to give what? me this rose. Get on up. You know, get on up, girl. Why don't you do a quick spin for me and put that rose right here on my lapel? Tell you what. After that, steam my jacket. What do you say? Make a night of it. <laughs> um, I'm going to miss Ryan. I- <laughs> 
<laughs> I kind of am too. We got we have like a current day Ryan update. I've got his current Twitter. Oh, page good. Up. Well, we'll get good. to it at the end. It was it was spurned on by a text to the mailbag. Um, Emily picks up the rose and says, "Actually, it's not good. You're not gonna like what the update is, Amy." But no. <laughs> Emily Emily picks up the rose and says, "I don't know if what we want out of a relationship is the same." This obviously in response to his criteria for the perfect wife, which is insane to present to your potential wife. Um, I, me personally, I think she was a little too complimentary of him as she gently let him down. She was too nice. She should have said, Ryan, you're sc- like, you're a scumbag. I don't know what woman would want to be with you, <laughs> would want to lower themselves to your list of qualities, but she was really nice. And it, AB, what did you make of his, after she tells him that he's not getting the rose, he goes on a little soliloquy about how surprised he is because of how great he is. What did you make of Ryan trying to talk his way back into a rose? Listen, she was trying to let him down easy, but also she left herself open to this. She left she's she basically whenever one of the biggest mistakes a bachelor and bachelorette can make is leave any doubt in the person that they're sending home's mind by saying something like this is the hardest decision and I'm not sure if it's the right decision. Yeah. And then Ryan comes with a very reasonable question of, if you aren't sure that this is the right decision, why don't you just give me that rose and you can wait a couple more weeks? Which is, a, I think, a reasonable question. If you're not 100% sure, why don't you just keep him around? You don't have to let him go. You got, you still got a couple duds left. You got John there. You got Doug there. You can, you can, you can let him hang around another week. Get a couple more d- dates on it. Makes perfect sense. Um, I just projected my hate toward Ryan into <laughs> being like, why doesn't he just go home? What don't you get, Ryan? But you're right. She left the door. She left it open. She didn't leave a crack. She left it like halfway open. She was like, I'm 50-50 on whether or not yeah. we would be great together, but I, you got to go home. And he was like, what? Why? If, he's like, if you don't know why, or if you don't know, then why won't you give us more time? Period. It reminded me of, uh, remember when Michael fired Creed on The Office yeah, on Halloween? And the- <laughs> Creed, <Yep. laughs> Creed talked his way out of it and got somebody else <laughs> fired. Incredible. I, th- I thought he was, I thought he was going to get the rose. They made it seem like, yeah. like they went to commercial and she was, they made it seem like she was contempl- contemplating. They went back to the house. And the boys were at the house ripping Ryan. They said, "I've never met I've never met anyone who thinks so incredibly highly of themselves." <laughs> said Doug. Ari didn't think he was coming home. Um, but then we're still we're still waiting on this cliffhanger to find out if Ryan is still there or not. It was unbelievable. He was just sitting there, refusing to leave. Yeah, and we could we could see the gears turning in Emily's head. He was refusing to leave, but also she wasn't sending him home. She wasn't getting up. They were just yeah. sitting there. A lot of it was just empty silence where they were just looking at each other. Didn't know what to do. Neither of them knew what to do. Tell you what, you get up, I might have to come chase after you. <laughs> um, I said it was probably the longest mid-season breakup in yeah. show history. I agree. It's very long. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Emily, still, uh, even though she waffled for a really long time, uh, stuck to her guns and sent him home. Yep. What I thought was funny was Ryan was talking about how he's going to be friends with all the guys who he constantly trashes behind their backs, talking about how they're lesser men than him. <laughs> we made gr- we built some great friendships. If you were to guess, who who is Ryan friends with there? Uh, all the people that have already gone home, I think, is who I remember him ever talking to. Okay. Because I remember, uh, maybe it was Ari at one point, said he wanted to break up the football team. So you're probably right. It was probably those guys. 
Back at the house, I'm not going to play the drop again because you got to leave the people wanting more. Mm-hmm. Ari had the quote of the night, in my opinion. He said, if Ryan's the next Bachelor, then the Bachelorette is a mirror. Because he likes the wig. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His favorite person. Is nice, Ari. That's how that, yeah. It's pretty funny. What did you make of Ari going to Emily's apartment, AB? Her hotel room. Ari's, Ari's pulling out the big guns, Rim. He got the get. He pulled her away for the walk during the group date, and then he shows up at her suite. Wow. Normally, these I feel like these backfire. We saw it with Olivia and Ben. We've seen it with others. A lot of times, they're coming to tattle on someone, though. Yeah. Ari's just showing up to get some more smooches in. Well, I think he would, he even said this, like, if you would have kept Ryan, I would still be here. So he, that was his plan. I think early in the day, he's like, I'm going to fucking tattle regardless. <laughs> yeah. And then he got sent, Ryan got sent home. So he's like, well, I might as well go anyway. I already concocted this plan. Um, it was kind of weird. He was like, I, I just want to congratulate you. It was essentially, I want to congratulate you on sending these guys home. Here's my question about this whole, he obviously has to get this approved by someone. What do you yeah, think producer, the yeah. rules? Yeah, he has to get the approved to leave wherever they are his hotel to go to her hotel. What do you think the cr- criteria is? Because usually this is against the rules. Why did they let him do this? And would they have let anyone else do it? I think they would. In this scenario, I think they would have let any of the top three contenders do it. I don't think. So by that, I mean Sean, Jeff, and Ari. I don't think they would have let John do it because that's not footage you're going to use. Yeah. The scenarios when I think they let someone do it is contenders or guy or girl who's going to hang themselves. Give them this rope to hang themselves with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like Olivia. Then why? I, I just don't know why we aren't seeing this all the time. Like, why are all of them not getting over there? I just don't get it. I don't know. I mean, this this did strike me as a little unnecessary yeah. because Ryan went home. There was nothing to talk about, really. Nope. Um, but while they were talking, it did go pretty well. Oh yeah, snuggled up on her bed. She still had that dress on. It's kind of weird to me. Um, and Ari, after after while he was on his way back, said, "Hey, listen, I'm definitely in love. I could ask that girl to marry mm-hmm. me tomorrow. Things are heating up between Ari and Emily." Ab. And Emily gives him the rose that was supposed to go to Ryan. Uh, okay, was that? I mean, I don't understand. Unprecedented. Uh, at the time, I was like, "Do you get? Does he have to not do the rose ceremony anymore? Or what's, <laughs> what's going the, on? What's like, the you rose can't ceremony play situation. around with these roses. Yeah, <laughs> this is a fucking big deal, Emily. You can't just throw roses out willy nilly. Here, you want this rose? I think like, here, just take two. It's fine. <laughs> Bizarre. Well, actually, AB will learn during the rose ceremony that roses are not as important. As they should be in some scenarios. Let's go to the cocktail party. John is still here. Wow. When you you open the show by talking about how we're getting down to the core guys, John is still here. John! It's the core guys and Wolf. Period. People forget John's nickname is Wolf. Mm-hmm. Emily said, I, I liked how they approached this rose ceremony. It wasn't like everybody's up, you know, for going home, like... It could be who's next. Could be anybody. Emily's like, Doug and John are on the bubble, and I'm probably going to send John home. Like she said. <laughs> yep. Flat out. Did Now, this is where I have to ask. Did you see this part? Did you see the John one-on-one time? I saw the John one-on-one part, and then there was a commercial, and that's when I... Oh, no, 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 no. Skirt. I saw the Doug part, too. 
Okay. Well, those are the two things we're going to talk about. Yep. Um, John pulls out his grandparents' funeral cards that he keeps in his Costanza wallet. AB, he tears up a little bit. This was the move. In my eyes, this is the move for John. Nine years ago to the day wow. his grandfather had a heart attack, this is the sob story he needed to, to get him in the mix. This was a secret weapon that he has waited until the perfect time to unleash yeah. on Emily. And it worked. Worked like a charm. Here's the thing. Emily has had some one of the you know the most tragic deaths in her a person could have in her lifetime so you know that something regarding someone passing away in your life is going to hit hard with Emily but you have to wait for the right it can't be opening night can't be no. opening night so John did a great job of saving this until the appropriate time when he knew it was do or die this he hit this right on the screws ab and this this is where we really this is where we talk about the strategy of the game a little bit mm-hmm. because it is a game it is a competition and you think well Rim and AB are speaking so trivially about the death of grandparents or the death of you know of course Emily's uh, yeah. fiance but folks we're talking about it that way because that's how they're using it if you really wanted to keep this close to your heart you wouldn't pull out these funeral cards on with the ABC cameras around no. after one date with the girl. <laughs> um, Compare, especially when John hasn't had a date. John hasn't had a date. Not a one. No, you're right. John hasn't had a date. Um, John knows he's on the bubble with Doug. Everyone knows the situation. It's between those two. John saving this until now was the right move because Doug already shot his bullets. Doug's out of bullets. The chamber's empty, like you said. What's he going to talk about? His kids again? That's not going to... Somebody in your family better die soon, Doug, or you're going home tonight. That's the way this is. You better have a recent death to talk about. Listen, The Bachelorette is about love first, and it's a competition second. It's a game, and you cannot forget either of those things. Yeah, and we never do. That's why the Rosecast is the number one Bachelor Recap Podcast hosted by a male interracial duo in the Midwest. Uh, anyway, like you said, Emily really connected mm-hmm. with that, A.B. They got a little kiss. John, in my opinion, in my eyes, was smooth sailing from there. I agree. Surprised she didn't give him a rose then. She, yeah, she keeps him in her pockets anyway. <laughs> why not? Uh, our man, Shy Doug, Dad Doug, I have an 11-year-old son, okay? Um, <laughs> this This was a bad luck for Doug, okay? Not even trying to touch Emily or make eye contact. They, they, the love. If if these two had, they were sitting on a regular couch. But if it were a love seat, I'm pretty sure Doug would have sat in a different chair or something. It was Doug was not <laughs> trying to get close. Doug embarrassed himself. She had to. She had to put him's arm around her, and she had to like initiate all the contact. And she was telling him like, "As a, you're fine doing this," and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Middle school. I just wrote that. Hey, Doug's Doug gets real flustered. When Emily calls him out for not only being afraid to be kind of make contact, but also being too humble and self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Bad look for Doug. Thought he was going home. Maybe he did. I don't know. You tell me. Okay. Well, we're going <laughs> to reveal that coming right up. Uh, I thought. Uh, I just want to point out, too, that when Doug thinks he took a step back with Emily, uh, he starts crying. He starts talking about his son and crying i don't know if you saw this it wasn't like tearing up or wailing baby's rolling his eyes right now on the camera it wasn't like tearing up or wailing right now it was like an extended like total breakdown a total barrage (laughs) of tears just at the thought of his son it was so weird anyway no kids here i don't know if you can tell all right rose ceremony 
Think I'm using that one a little too much, A.B.? No, too, <laughs> too, a little much. <laughs> I might cut one of them out. Chris already has a rose. I'm going to have to... Now, reminder, A.B. didn't watch this part. Chris already has a rose. Here's who the roses go to in order. Sean, Jeff, Ari. Okay. <laughs> final rose. Emily dips out, A.B., she doesn't give out the final rose. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than these rose ceremony breakdowns. She goes outside. Chris is like having a cigarette, talking to a, <laughs> <laughs> like talking to a producer. I saw that on the coming up next after the commercial. Chris, Chris is there with a couple producers just yeah. shooting the shit, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's talking. They they they're very vague about what they show with this conversation. But at the end of their discussion, Chris is like, I'll take this. And he takes the rose. And then Emily goes back in. Mm. Okay. I assumed, because I'm a dumb idiot with a small brain, that Emily just wasn't going to play around with these guys' emotions and say, I'm not, I'm not going to pick either of you. Both of you go home, Don, Doug and John. But A.B. Chris comes back in with a little platter and he goes, Emily, here are the two roses you asked for. The extra rose you asked for. Excuse Fuck me. The whole situation up. Yeah, she. Everybody got a rose. A B. Okay. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. Okay. It was, it was boo this woman. <laughs> so obviously she was going to send Wolf home, and then he pulled the great yes. card out, and it worked like yes. a charm. I mean, Doug blew it, so he should have been the one going home if it was actually a debate in her mind. She didn't. She wasn't planning on sending Doug home. She was planning on sending Wolf home, and then got caught off guard. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Period. End of podcast. End of That's story. the only point. That's <laughs> end, <it>. of, <laughs> end of story. Anyway, so dumb. I mean, well, I, I don't understand the point. Like, the, y'all two are going home next anyway. Why are you giving- What's the point? What's the point? Send these assholes home. Everybody else is an actual contender, not these two knobs. Anyway, AB, the coming up next on The Bachelorette for this episode. This is what Chris says. The truth finally comes out about Ari's former relationship with a producer. Oh, I forgot about this. I did too. I totally forgot about this. And I only knew about it because people said something about it, but I didn't know it was a storyline on the show. I forgot all about this. Next episode is going to be juicy. So keep it locked to the Rose cast, the number one blah, 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 man, interracial, something about interracial duo. All right, AB, are you ready to catch up? We got some texts. I'm going to read one of them. With a couple, This is a two-for-one text. It's got an update on two of the contestants. Mariette from Toronto. Just wanted to point out that Ryan's a big Trump guy. I don't know if you're surprised by that. No. No, I didn't think so. His hair is a little better, she says, but his head and neck remain the same width. I was cruising around on Ryan's Instagram. His like athlete training business? pretty successful like he's they're sending some kids d1 places and like chris medlin former brave former royal oh trains with them pretty the guys the guys doing a big down there and uh okay and they're in marietta georgia um ab anything else on this episode i don't think so all right maybe watch the rest of it sometime when you get a chance <laughs> um as always rose cast nation thank you for listening we appreciate it Reminder, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Emily's Recap episodes will be coming out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and 8screens.com. If, AB, we're getting close to the new season. Yeah, I'm excited. 
So I was playing, I was doing the calendar, and it's, uh, we'll probably take a week off over Christmas, week and a half or so, but then it's January 1. Ari, The Bachelor, it's here. Anyway, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.